Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. All right, Trisha is here in studio. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, Ryan. Did you know that old Roy is going to spend a good portion of the next hour with us? I heard just recently, yeah. and I'm very excited. Yeah, it's great to have him back, although you're you're not going to cross paths. No, so. I'm doing everything I can to avoid him. I understand. Nah, I'm just kidding. No, I, I really love Roy. do understand that. Um, but it's good to have everybody back. Um, I wanted to ask you, though, as an Illinois resident, it's amazing how many of us here in this St. Louis broadcast station are Illinois residents. Yeah, I love that. Do you? Yeah, no, I really do because we get to do big market radio and still live at home. That's that's literally the only reason to live in Illinois mm-hmm. is that it, it if Illinois wasn't Illinois, it would be the best kept secret in St. Louis yeah. because it's so close. The cost of living is cheaper over there and not because it's Illinois, but because it's just like there's this don't cross the river thing if you grew up in Missouri. Yep. And I, I love it. It, yeah. it does feel like the worst kept secret for the folks that live over there because yeah. you're right it is cheaper i bought my house cheaper yeah. i live closer than people that live out in missouri exactly in the same type of commute's house better the, same, the commute's better and it's home well that's the reason too is for me if you're up there that's why but everything else about it <clears throat> aside from that you can get more house there for your money than you can in most of the uh, missouri suburbs is that you're trading it off for illinois politics right and I mean, everybody knows that. Even the people who I've considered in my life to be, you know, left of center, they even get to the point where they're like, mm-hmm. we're paying so much in property taxes and stuff that all that stuff. But I bring that up because of the Safety Act. This going into the election, <clears throat> excuse me, was it was at least one of the top, if not the top issue that Republicans were pointing out. Look, if you don't vote Republican, you're going to have this. Yeah. And the thing about this is it was jaw-dropping yes. stuff. Yes. No Even... cash bail, a special class of crimes that has been cr- uh, created. Really serious crimes yes. that were just... Left off of the list. Yeah. That, that was the problem is that you're fine with the list of crimes. You're like, yes, those crimes are bad. Mm-hmm. Those should be prosecuted. However, there's a whole bunch of crimes that are not on your list. Yeah, a bunch of bad crimes. Yes. <laughs> not Kidnapping on and like second degree murder. Mm-hmm. Like big, big stuff that My- like, eh, we can't hold them. Yeah, I have a lot of friends and family and not politically uh, engrossed like we are that were sending me this information. Like, can you believe this? Is yeah. this? Can we live here still? This is super dangerous. And I, It's amazing, though, because it doesn't seem to have moved the needle as far as voters go. No. And I that that's a different subject that we can talk about at a different time. The but, apathy of? Well, the way that Illinois is trending. I, there's a lot of reasons for, I think, why that's happening. And part of it is that those who – Illinois is losing population like crazy. The people who are leaving, they tend to be like-minded. They're not liberals. They're conservatives. Mm-hmm. I mean, not exclusively. A lot of people leave just for jobs and other reasons. But if you have a choice to leave, the people who are leaving are conservatives. So blue states are getting bluer. Red states are getting redder. That's happening. 
Um, it sucks because those of us who are still here who are voting against these policies now have to deal with them. But the Illinois, not the, not the Illinois Supreme Court, but a court in Illinois sided against the Safety Act. So I'm just kind of catching. I'm sure you know some of this. Yep. Um, but it just applied to the counties who joined the lawsuit. Yes. And they're appealing it at the Illinois Supreme Court. Uh, Kwame Raoul, the attorney general, and J.B. Pritzker, they're pre- appealing this to the Illinois Supreme Court. We don't know how that's going to turn out. Really don't. And if they decide for the counties, well, then I'm sure a whole bunch of other counties, I think 100 out of 102 counties' attorneys said we don't want this to take place. So basically the whole state would be nullified, except for, I guess, the counties that wanted to keep it. Probably Cook County is my mm-hmm. guess. Downtown Chicago. Um so we're in this limbo of waiting to see what happens. Well, in the meantime, in counties where they weren't part of the lawsuit, it still is a law right now while we're waiting for this thing to work its way through. And if the Illinois Supreme Court overturns it, it will be a law. So my question for you after all of that is just, apparently you have been paying attention, but is this something that concerns you personally Outside of what we do for a living, outside of doing conservative talk, is this something that you think about like, oh, this is actually going to be a problem for me? No, unfortunately. I, as much as, and we know because we're in it and we hear it. Yeah. And I under, I, I can logically take the steps in my mind to think about how much worse things could get once this law takes place and like yep. the the repercussions of it but no because of that word i used earlier apathy i just i'm used to it i roll with it and yeah being worn down yeah yeah the outrage that we would have over many things mm-hmm. it, you can't live life outraged all the time no you have to choose your battles you do and they're getting so numerous that you go man i i mean there is a battle taking place on this that's yes. good yeah but and I you would know. I would stand against it in that battle and on principle and for the safety of our home. And you did at the ballot box. You did what you exactly. do. And we're here mm-hmm. doing what we do. But um, the reason I ask you that question is because I kind of figured you would answer. No, it's not something that I think about personally when I'm going to bed at night. Oh, the safety act is going to really make things hard for me tomorrow. But we know in principle that it will. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm with you because it's not something I go to sleep worrying about, but we know that stories will happen that that we will be affected by. Mm-hmm. So I bring this story to you. I just wanted to tell it to you because of the the subject itself. This was on New Year's Day or the day after. So the thing just went into effect on New Year's Day, one one twenty three. I have a buddy who is a restaurant manager. He um, he doesn't own the place, but he is is good friends with the people who own it. And this isn't anybody, like, I'm telling it this way because I have multiple friends and people I talk about on this. Old Roy's one of them, mm-hmm. who owns a restaurant now. And other people that I advertise for and stuff, it's none of those people. I'm just telling this to be generic. I think I'm familiar with this story, and I'm glad we're talking about it now because I was on a walk earlier today, and I thought, I want to ask Ryan about this story. Oh, no, really? Yeah, let this unfold. Oh, I want to hear this because I didn't know it made the news. I thought this was just my friend telling me this. Then it might be a different story. Okay. Okay. So he said that 
they haven't really had any problems recently, but every now and then, as in you know any restaurant, especially that serves alcohol, which is most restaurants, um, you're going to have somebody who comes in and gets drunk and disorderly. Mm-hmm. And in this case, the person came in and was already drunk. So this was, again, New Year's Day or the day after. I don't remember which. So I said, oh, you kind of watched this guy get drunk. He said, no, the guy was drunk when he came in and was just kind of walking around and wouldn't stay at any sort of table or anything and was bothering people. And I'm trying to paint the picture without, because what you picture is like drunk kind of hillbilly guy. It was not that. It was more like drunk kind of flamboyant guy. Okay. And young and very much like kind of flaunting sexuality, like almost like he was hitting on everyone but no one. Mm-hmm. Um, just feeling himself. Just kind of, yeah, yeah, like was just putting himself out there, <laughs> but right. but was deliberately being annoying to everybody. And there's no rule that says you can't walk around a little bit. I mean, this isn't like a sit-down restaurant. It's a, you know, there's a bar. And so it's it's not like he's doing anything technically wrong but he was very annoying. And so when you're on that line, you're like, I don't know if I can call the police over some guy being annoying, but he's right there. So what they did was they they found out that he was somebody they knew knew him. So they texted the guy that knew him and said, because I think the guy was maybe come home for the buddy. holidays, something like that. Um, hey, yeah, come get your buddy. Well, the person did, came and got him, said, oh, I know, he's, he's probably wasted or whatever. Came and got him, took him home. Great. That ended very well for them. Nobody had to get involved, no police. Well, apparently after the guy left the the restaurant, he was really mad at his buddy for coming and getting him and was threatening to beat him up and, you know, stuff that happens. Well, then he actually did get disorderly, and I don't know exactly who he started beating up, but it was somebody either in his friend group or his extended family that he starts beating on. And they, they, so they had to call the police. This was after he left the restaurant, but my buddy... This is not the story I was thinking Okay. So the guy uh, is beaten up on somebody. Police are called. They bring him in. They set his bail pretty high. Something that he would not have been able to do. Something like $50,000 or something. But no bail, no cash bail. So they set his bail and then immediately had to let him go. What's the point of even setting a bail then? I don't know if maybe they're waiting for this court case, like they're they're keeping the system in place until they know or what. I so don't know. It's a clerical thing. Maybe right now. And, and maybe they will continue to do it forever. So they bring this guy in because he's drunk and yeah. hammering on people. Yes, yes. And... They put him in a cell. They say, your bail's set to 50K or whatever it is. And then they say, just kidding, go home. Well, I think they say, here's your bail, although we have no right to enforce it, so you can do what you want. In other words, bye. Bye. Yeah. So they may always set a bail and just say, here is your bail. If you choose it, this would wipe your record clean. So as long as you're sober enough to know what they're saying to you, you could, in theory, just walk out. Yeah, and, and he did. So this guy leaves. And is it's completely unenforced. You can't keep him. He's still completely drunk and super mad. Goes back to the person he was beaten on. Hits him against the ground and like breaks 
some sort of bone up here, a rib or collar, something in the chest, breaks, and he's an, he's an older guy, and the guy's in, in bad shape now. Oh. This is, I mean, we're talking here the first week of the month. Mm-hmm. This already is bearing that stuff out. That guy, that older guy, would not have had broken bones in his chest had, had there been just been a bail system. Mm-hmm. So we're already seeing That's the fruit wild. of these things in Illinois. And apparently you saw a story, too. I mean, that no, wasn't No, I was talking about a shooting at a local. Oh. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. There no. was a shooting at Sloan's in Collinsville. Oh, I do know that story. I wanted to talk to you about that just to see if you had any dirt on it. (laughs) (laughs) What do you know? No, I I did hear that story, but I don't have any more information than you do. Okay. Yeah, I just wanted to bring it up because when I heard that, I'm like, this just happened. This is already happening. Mm -hmm. And it's... It's those little things that you and go. And that's a drunken, disorderly guy yeah. wailing on his friends. Can that's you imagine a, a kidnapper exactly. or a second-degree murderer? <laughs> you well, know, what the problem is, what we're going to see more of is this kind of stuff. It's not necessarily kidnappings because that. How often it's not is the that? Big stuff. Yeah, I mean, those are the things you hear and you go, "Oh man, that really opens your eyes." If you said going into the election, you're going to have a lot more drunken disorderlies. You'd go, "Well." I mean, whatever. But this is how that plays out. Yeah. And you have a lot more problems because of it. And everybody knew it. Everybody knew that this was going to be a problem. And they're not doing anything about it. In fact, they're fighting to keep it. In the face of even Democrat attorneys saying, don't do this. You're going to kill us. Mm-hmm. Like, we can't, we can't prosecute crime if you don't hold people for this stuff. That's the whole reason you do it, is to get through. And I think that's a great example of why this law is going to be a problem is because you can't hold people while they're in that moment and say, hey, calm down, sober up, and then yeah, you Yeah, because you, they were forced to let this guy go. Yep. And In the moment. In the moment, and it's unfortunate that he went and hurt somebody he knows, but he could have gotten in a car yes. and killed somebody. It well, yeah, been, this is the state that's going... It could have even been worse. We need to, we need to crack down on gun crime. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what's going to happen? Crazy boyfriend's going to get right back out of jail, and he's going to go get his gun, and you're going to hear a lot more of this stuff. Yeah. And it's going to be because of these lawmakers that will not take any responsibility for it. Yeah, that's unfortunate. It is very sad. We'll leave on that note. Or we'll take a break. We're not leaving. We'll come (laughs) right back. Get more at 971talk.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.